This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, a TF much submariner first class, Cedric has been some A.O. Torching the blindside blue paper once again. Yes, that's the sound of the substar camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of Oh, what a week. I say it this time every week, and I, I, I never, in all the time I've done this show, ever felt as I was repeating myself. Every week's just got better and 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 better. A week when too much sport is barely enough, or was barely enough. So much excitement. Unbelievable excitement. It's been a year of excitement. Unprecedented excitement, some have said. Uh, so many big issues hit the fan when the nitrate and ammonia mix blew the doors off the hired portaloo and revealed all. To the greatest game of all uh, and round might be 13 last weekend. Uh, they go so quick I forget, really. Uh, but before we probe those results, an update on the uh, news that we broke last week and the and when in an exclusive we uh, made the shock announcement that Koshy was quitting Sunrise on 7. And I know I did recommend uh, a certain couple of helplines to people who did contact me saying life can't go on without him waking me up in the morning, uh, etc. But uh, I just hope those people are travelling okay and did get the help they needed. Uh, well, the big news this week is that Chervo, Chervo, that's right, Matt Shervington is slipping onto the warm lounge to co-host with Nat. Great news. No one knows Australia like Chervo. He's been all over the place. He's run everywhere. But sadly... In the, you know, the hoopla connected with the announcement of Shervo, there's no news about the return of the cash cow just yet. But we live in hope for that top milker who, as I said last week, bought those buttons of hope uh, into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on 7. Now, Shervo, an exclusive bludge interview, which will be airing later in the show, said it was a dream come true to be taking over from uh, David. He, I'm over the moon were his words and I can quote, I haven't, I haven't gilded that lily at all. I am over the moon, is what he said. Humbled yet excited by the challenge. Now, back to probing the results in round 14 of that funny old game we call Rugby League. Uh, the scores at Queensland Country Bank Stadium last Sunday were, wait for it, level at half-time 14 all. This is a Cows v the Melbourne Mapmen clash. In the rooms, Cow's coach, this is at halftime, Toddy Payton, pleaded with the boys to get back to brutality. That was his message, a simple message. You know, they're cowboys. They don't need to, you know, a complicated message, you know, maybe spreading it wide in the third play, etc. Just get back to brutality. And it worked. 31 second half points put away the visitors. The final tune, 45-14, Mr Fuji a.k.a. Mr. Mapmen, Craig Bellamy, described the visitors' second stanza as putrid. 
Now, I'm not making that up. He described their second standards as putrid, a word not generally associated with rugby league, but now that I've seen it in context, in the context of, you know, the Matt Men's second half at, uh, you know, Queensland Country Back Stadium, uh, uh, look, it looks right at home. I can see a lot of writers thinking, bloody hell, I've got to work putrid into my column this for matches this week. I just hope I, just hope I see something that really makes me want to vomit. Uh, the oracle of pasta la, hasta la pasta, uh, Gus Gould, now believes the 13th place North Queensland Cows can win the NRL Big Dance in October. It's a big call from the oracle, who's known round a rugby league circle as the accurate one, usually has a bob each way on everything, so he's got to be accurate sooner or later. Uh, the big O believes, that is the oracle, any team that can put 45 points on the stern, on the stern, on the storm, can win the rumba. Ah, fair, fair thinking too. That's a hell of a challenge, putting 45 points on the storm in 80 minutes. means you're scoring at one point every two minutes against them. Now, at this point, speaking of wrestling, I mentioned in passing, a very sad note, the passing of the Iron Sheik. Uh, not many people listening will remember the Iron Sheik. He was an Olympian, wrestled for Iran, and then obviously realised there was money to be made in the WWF. One of the great stars of yesteryear who teamed up with Nikolai Volkov in a tag team that dominated the world of wrestling for many, many bouts. Uh, unlikely we'll ever see the she- you know, the quality of the Sheik or his composure and generosity in or out of the ring or often on the mat ever again. He was a tremendous, tremendous competitor and a champion person. Elsewhere in last week's uh, round... Uh, Graham Park on the sunny coast. The Roosters pulverised the dogs to run away with it. Wait for it. Scores 25-24 in front of 18,800 fans, many of whom were delirious with the events of the previous night uh, at, uh, you know, the home of Parramatta Combank Stadium. Bludgers, this week all eyes ogled Dorridge and two selection and the Oracle again lurched out of the rooms to bellow. There should be no change to the lineup. Big call from the Oracle this one. He believes the team from Origin 1 should be given a shot at redemption in Origin 2 and should be sticking to those picked in Origin 1. I don't know what can be done about Nathan's hamstring if this is the case. I've thought about this. Could uh, Nathan hobble on and stand there and point and shout encouragement? I mean, I've seen it done before. Who can forget King Wally Lewis? Well, he came off with his arm, I think, in the end, but he should have stayed out there just pointing and shouting. He would have got points after points after piling up of points in a match. I'm sure Nathan standing out there pointing and shouting. I mean, I mean, what does New South Wales have to lose by not putting him out there? That's the question you've got to ask yourself is, you know, who's going to take his place and would they be better than Nathan just standing and pointing and shouting? I, you know... I've yet to be... You know, there's a conversation. Sure, there's a conversation to be had, but I'm yet to be convinced there's anybody else who can step up and take the uh, strain. Now, call me Gagai, but Apai Korosu is in real trouble after a tap on the jaw. That's all I was in it, a tap on the jaw. On Thursday night's fight night special, there's so many talking points out of that game. Tino got off... Well, well, people talked about Tino having a few on the pine, but he didn't get any few on the pine in the end. And, uh, you know, I've got to say, it looks like Appy will be out for about three months. I mean, it must have been a hell of a love tap. But that can happen if you're returning to brutality. I mean, that's the downside of brutality is people (laughs) tend to get bones broken. But be that as it may, so many great talking points from round 14, but at least we have the rest of the season to find answers. And while we're, you know, at it, the Isuzu Ute A-League climaxed. What a climax it was with the Sunny Coast Mariners clobbering Melbourne City in the big one. Ten, you all know it. Six, one. 
I mean, that's a scoreline to favour. Sunny Coast just doing the, the area proud. Might be 10 years since they last won it. When they last won it, I think the Socceroos coach, Graham Arnold, was in charge. I could be wrong about that. Now, fallout. The nodulisation of Australian football should include, wait for it, a base camp at Graham Park. That's how I'm seeing the fallout from the big one last uh, Saturday night. You know, obviously, we're going to see a lot of these grand finals played in Sydney because the New South Wales, or in the Sydney area, New South Wales government's bought them all uh, for the next few years. But, uh, you know, just give you an idea that the Sydney coast is bristling with ideas, witness the Mariners, and great football ideas are emerging right across the coast. The Socceroos need to tap into that. And once you line up the coast, as in Graham Park, why not put in, this is my idea of the nodulisation, but it's a conversation I want to have with you, Australia. You're a part of this. Don't think you can hide behind it. Put your head under the pillow and think, oh, no, I just like rugby league. You can't. So here we go. Central Coast, Graham Park, Watsford Oval, New Ripper number one, Deacon Reserve in Shepparton, plus the 2026 Comic Games venues, a World Cup. Once you look at those in context in totality and see the brutality emerging, a World Cup winning picture begins to emerge from, wait for it, our nodulisation centres of excellence. I mean, I, I'm prepared to take comments. Just get in touch with me. Speaking of the world game, obviously Ange gets tapped on the helm to or tapped on the head to take over the helm at Tottenham Hotspurs in the EPL. The Spurs finished eighth. For those who aren't keeping score in 22-23, it'll take the polish of Postacoglu to get them higher. Still with the world game, very sad news to see Rally Rasik move on to that glorious football pitch in the sky. I mean, the bout that many lived for was Rasik v Sheik. Uh, I don't think that was ever suggested by the WWF, but it would have been a, a, a bout of elegance, a bout of supreme elegance. Uh, Raleigh was a great servant to the, uh, well, Australian sport full stop. It is suggested that when Raleigh was in charge that uh, the world game looked as though it might take over football in Australia completely. I can't remember that, but uh, other wiser heads of mine probably have an opinion about that. Uh, and uh, in the world game, Lionel Messi knocks back a billion to play in Saudi Arabia and settles on into Miami as his home for now, where he'll play for, wait for it, uh, back of the sofa, small change. AFL and Jordan Degoe uses his shoulder to put a hapless teenage West, West Coast teenager, Elijah Hewitt, into the far reaches of the planet Coosbane. And he has accepted uh, three on the pine for the hit. Um, I mean, it's probably the cheapest trip the kid will ever have to Coosbane, but be that as it may, uh, Jordan can spend his whole three weeks off in Bali. He might get an extra week off because the I think the pies are due for a, you know, a buy soon. On Sunday, I took in the Giants v Tigers clash, a very entertaining fixture. One kick in it at the, uh, obviously out at, uh, I always want to call it Spotlight, but that's not its name, you know, the stadium out there near the show uh, grounds in Sydney. It was just one kick in it at the Hooter. I, I was there looking at uh, Grub of the Year, contenders, plenty on offer, uh, Tigers won, I should point out, by the kick. Uh, now, at the halfway point of the season, I'll give you the mail straight. I don't want to lie. I don't want to gild this lily at all. I'll give you the mail straight. I simply cannot see Toby Green getting grub of the year in 2023. Fact. He's just not doing enough. There will be no back-to-back in 23 for Tobes. That was the headline of my blog. I put up 500,000 words about it, reasons why. You can read it all for yourselves in your own time. But it was a weekend of quality grub and work. That was the difficulty. I mean, there was... You know, Jordan in the Battle of the Birds in WA and then Essendon v North Clash, there was a couple of things. And they, these were matches without, you know, vis-a-vis -vis Grub of the Year. They were noteworthy incidents vis-a-vis -vis a Grub of the Year context. Then we come to Thursday night. Oh, must we? 
Uh, SCG, Buddy's 350th. It was a match that had a little bit of everything and a whole lot of nothing. Uh, it was just, just hopeless. I mean, uh, the Swans were scoreless. Scoreless. They didn't kick a point. Nothing. They might have had an out of bounds somewhere, you know, on the, on the wing. But that was as close as they got to the big post. Blot, don't argue, nada. Meanwhile, the Saints got one goal one. It was a perfect exhibition. And more on the, on the Swans and their ambitions. Uh, and I think um, the way they're heading is exactly in the right direction because they're not going to kick any score on the uh, football park. And on seven, that's home, was reduced to using terms like, wait for it, and this will shock you, goodness gracious. I have never in my born days heard any AFL commentator, including Basil Zemplis, the Lord Mayor of Perth, use the term goodness gracious. He was talking about the atrocious quality of the football, of course. Matthew Lloyd, that well-known commentator, just called it the worst he had ever seen. I just suggest, Lloydie, get out more, buddy. I mean, that's not that, but that was, oh, it was bad. It was horrible. It could, unwatchable. People were, even people who couldn't walk were staggering to the television set to turn it off. They didn't forgotten their remote. It was behind them. Uh, now, Super Netball and Collingwood, with Collingwood walking away from eighth, uh, the eighth, should I say, an eighth replacement franchise is needed uh, to be part of the action next season. Uh, while I know who's plugging the gap, my lips are sealed. You'll just have to wait. Read about it in the papers. Now, now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf uh, for another week, it's time to uh, ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice who incorporates the ethical obligation, and that's an ambition for the whole of bludging on the blind side, the ethical obligation. He's fully focused on the cost of living crisis that is robbing Australian families of fun and football. Interest rates went up. This impost of interest rates is killing us. And what am I telling you that for, listeners? You all know the problem. Prices have gone berserk. Blueberries, don't get me started. I've described them elsewhere as the Verstappen of fruit. And that is a big call, the Verstappen of fruit. And don't get me started on chocos. Take your problems to the bloke who was on before us, if you've heard him. Bloody hell. Simon Money, he knows about chocos. He was telling me they're $4 each. That's impossible. The voice of hope belongs to the activated one, rampaging Roy Slavin, who is the best in the business, always gets the job done, and no doubt about it, outstanding. Roy, happy rugby league. Welcome to the... Ma- well, I shouldn't say that because that's a pass. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your exclusive this week? Fully set, Simon Hood. Thank you very much, uh, H.G. Nelson. And, of course, uh, happy rugby league to uh, to you and your family. And uh, happy rugby league to... Oh, I don't know. Average, decent Aussies. Hard-working? Well, that's tacit. Who love watching Aussies doing well. Mm. Aussies who love watching Aussies do, do well. You know, like the Aussies in that great Aussie show, The Summit. Just incredible. Seeing Aussies up against Aussies, getting the job done, getting involved, putting himself first when it mattered and putting the team first when it mattered even more. Aussies just doing well. Uh, and now there's this Million Dollar Island show that I can't wait for. This is uh, talented Aussies, these are. Semi-nude. Surviving and winning, presumably, about a million dollars. Well, one of them will, or a group. I, I, look, I don't know how the rules are going to work out. I don't know. They're just Aussies on an island having to do something to achieve certain goals and therefore earn a lot of money, and I think Aussies can relate to that. Um, <laughs> look, it, it's, it's just great drama watching Aussies being Aussies with Aussies in an Aussie show that celebrates Aussies.
I've can't never heard it put better. I, I know. You, I you mean, can't get better than that. I, I, I mean, it's the sort of show I would love to have designed myself had I thought of it, but I didn't. No. It'll win a Logie, won't it? Well, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. If people don't know um, what a Logie is, it's... Look, look it's, it's just Aussies. I know. I mean, enough said. Yeah. People are going to... I mean, everyone will be watching it. I mean, I, I, I think it starts this week. I'm not sure. I don't know what night. I think, it's on, I think it's on seven. I might be right? wrong. What's it called again? Oh, Million Dollar Island. <laughs> I think. I haven't seen much. Just a couple of teasers. Got me in. Yeah. Got, Is there a host? Got me. I, I assume so. Yeah, an Aussie? I, of course. Now, the uh, Warney two-part film is oh, yeah. uh, to begin soon, I think, on Channel 9. Look, some are saying it's a bit too soon. I don't think so. Who's saying it's too soon? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's so much to tease out here. There are so many warning stories we don't know. Yeah, of course. Uh, and we're going to see them fully dramatised by Aussies playing Shane and... Other Aussies. Other Aussies. Uh, and I think it's been written by Aussies who uh, may or may not have met Shane or known him, but... They'll have you know all the facts in front of set them. before them, and they they make a drama out of it. Only two parts. Yeah, only two parts. Yeah, but I, they might be four hour parts. Oh, yeah, true. Fair enough. No idea how long no, they. No, uh, I just hope they get it all in. Mm. Now, um, I think the interesting thing about the Ange Postacoglu offer from Tottenham is that it's a four-year offer. You don't often get a four-year offer from Tottenham. No. Usually it's 12 months with an option. Four weeks. But this is four years, so we congratulate Ange. Um, now, in the cricket, of course, Scott Boland shows why English conditions suit his style. Uh, that very nagging length. Got him two terrific wickets. And, of course, great work from Hedden Smith in the first innings. And uh, I noticed that uh, Dave Warner, who uh, might have failed in the second innings, expresses a desire to retire after the January Pakistan test. Well, I hope he gets selected. I'd like to see him there. And uh, I would advise all Aussies to book, to watch and say goodbye to uh, uh, Dave Warner in the most appropriate sort of way. Now... Uh, just looking at tennis, Holger Rune, the Danish world number six, who may be out of the comp now, he's been branded a cheat after a two-bounce hit. Is missed by the umpire, but not missed by his opponent, not missed by, missed by the crowd, not missed by himself and not missed by viewers and me. I've never seen anything like this in tennis in my life. And he got away with it. Won the match, but gained a lot of opprobrium. Uh, normally when it's a double hit like that, you put your hand up and apologise. Exactly. And the Joker... Yes, got through last night against Alcaraz. That's right, but... In, in four sets, yeah. Uh, but an injury... Oh, yeah, the, the young kid... Uh, Did a hammy. Well, I think he got cramps. Cramps, oh, fair Yeah, enough. body cramps. Uh, now, um, no points for a wunderkind pastry... Piastri at the Spanish F1. But the thing is, he finished. He's there. He's there. He finished. The flag came down. He didn't DNF. He could have done a, a Weber. He didn't. He finished. So I took my hat off to him. I didn't watch the race. I just heard about it. And I stood up and took my hat off. I thought, well, good on you. That's an Aussie. 
he finished. Uh, now, uh, Nick Kyrgios says he's considering hiring a coach. Oh, no. Uh, I'd say no. Don't, don't bother, Nick. You don't need it. You don't need it, fella. You don't need that sort of anno- annoyance in your life. Mm. You don't. Uh, now, you mentioned uh, Basil Zempelis, and uh, Basil is back for one night only. I know. <laughs> People will be curious Basil's for this. Basil's back tonight. Is it tonight? I think he's calling the Fremantle-Richmond oh, clash tonight. Oh, isn't that great? So for those who've missed Basil, I'm one of them, uh, join in tonight and enjoy it. Just enjoy. Uh, yeah, let's not forget. <clears throat> now, it looks like the uh, Saudi government has uh, bought out the PGA. And um, the only upside of this is that the LIV, the Live Sharky Show, might quietly disappear. And Shark might disappear as well. And the event in Adelaide that was held earlier this year may disappear as well. It would be a big loss. Big, big loss for the Malanaskis government who put a whole lot into it. He did. Hell of a lot. Um, All we can hope is is that golf is going to be the winner. And uh, with that in mind, it seems to me that, uh, as I might have mentioned this before a couple of weeks ago, I wouldn't mind the Tasmanian government reaching out to the Saudi government to uh, finance this stadium. It wouldn't cost them much. Have you, you're the first person mm-hmm. to raise this with yeah. me, and I've got to say it's a marvellous idea. Yeah, I think that'd have be interesting. Have you spoken to anybody? Not yet. No, yeah. no, no. I- but uh, it'd be a snip for them and uh, just win, win, win. It'd be incredible. Win, yep. win, 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 yep. win. Yep, yep. Uh, all you'd have to do is put one of the Saudi people on one of the boards. Correct. As simple as that. Yeah. Now, the AFL? Uh, Phil War is the new CEO of Rugby Australia. A terrific player, Phil War. Mm. Very doer. Always gave 100%. Mm. Why is he doing this? I mean, what can he achieve? I mean, there's only problems. There's, there's only the slippery slope of disappointment in the life of Phil War from here on. I and mean, you're three quarters to the bottom yeah, already. Yeah, I know. I, I wish him all the best, but God, did you see the tars last night? Mm. Oh, what about those? Lord, tars? what about those tars? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a wonderful week, of course, for the greatest game of all. Um, now, Raider Jared Croker. Look, I know he was disappointed last night, being bashed up by the Warriors, it might have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I would say about Jared Croker, 300 games, an ornament to the game. Oh, monument to humanity. An ornament to the game. Mm. Uh, if you look at Cam Smith, you know, 420 games or something, he's no ornament. He's not an ornament, not Cam Smith. Jason Croker, yes. Absolute ornament. Now, people can decide what makes an ornament and what doesn't. Yeah. That's, uh, that's up for discussion in lounge rooms at homes. Now, Reynolds has been talked about for a state of origin call-up. I endorse this call. I think Reynolds would be perfect to fill in for, uh, uh, for a Cleary. And uh, I think uh, it would make sense to put in Cody Walker as well and uh, Cook and to have largely the spine of the team being the very successful South Sydney Rabbitohs at the moment. I think that makes sense with a hint of Bronco in there. Uh, Bearing in mind that Reynolds has played 
with South Sydney for many years. They all know his game. He knows their game. He knows uh, where to put put the ball. And at least we would know that uh, the Blues would have a coach. (laughs) This would be a first. It's been years since they've been coached. And how refreshing that would be. I agree. I agree. So uh, I think uh, this would happen. And, of course, you know, Freddie's going to dig his heels in and say, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'd rather lose. Yeah, well, good luck with that, Freddie. How about you put the blues first for once in your life? Make of that what you will. The inaugural Advanced Rugby League Foundation Ball will be held at La Montage Roselle on Friday the 28th of June. The theme is reality. Book now to avoid disappointment. Ticket prices start at $1,200 and are only available through rugbyleagueyep.com.au. That's rugbyleagueyep.com.au. Yes, uh, an update from the producer, Dave. He says that the Warriors can win the competition. Well, that's a big uh, call. It is extremely yeah, big call. But they are playing well. Yeah, yeah. indeed, indeed. Now, yeah. look, a roundup of uh, rugby league news. And uh, look, this is very sad news that Matthew Lodge... Oh, yeah. Uh, ...looks as though he might have to take a huge haircut if he wants to keep playing. Um, he's going to be what able What a to... great journeyman he's been. Wonderful journeyman. And a let's journeyman. Not, let's not forget that mm. Matthew Lodge has more, done more to promote rugby league in America... Oh, yeah, than anyone. Than, thanks. Mm. Than anyone. Yeah. Absolutely anyone. Mm-hmm. Who can forget those days in New York when no one was thinking rugby league... No. ...until Matthew kidnapped a couple of people, held them hostage... That's right, in, in their own home. <laughs> Brilliant. And then thought he could marry one of them, I think, was the Maybe. Idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Church of Rugby League wasn't available in those days. Now, uh, he said he's had interest from other clubs for next year. Good. Uh, <clears throat> what can't be sure-decoded is the polarising prop. He's fast running out of clubs he hasn't already played at. Oh. Hence your term, the journeyman. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's played for the Warriors, has he? <laughs> well, hang on. Well, hang they on, probably don't on. need him. Wait a minute. The Roosters are Lodge's sixth NRL club mm-hmm. after previous stints at the Panthers, Storm, Tigers, Broncos and, wait for it, your club, the Warriors. Warriors. Oh. And it's fair to say Lodge hasn't left all of those clubs on the best of terms. Oh. oh I find that hard to imagine. Yeah. Lodge is also facing a brutal reality of potentially copping a big, biggest wage cut of his any off-contract player mm-hmm. with a monster salary on the chopping block. People are suggesting he's played almost, paid almost a million a year, 900000 a year. Lodge, Really? 900,000, hard to imagine. Wow. This article written in the uh, Murdoch Press, it defies belief that Lodge came in at 13th of our overall NRL rich list in 2022 on a whopping 900,000, 900K, as mentioned, Uh as the third highest payer front rower in the game. He's got a good manager. Extremely good manager. Even though the Roosters got Lodge at a cut price deal, with the Warriors and Broncos still playing a large portion of his salary. I love these deals. Oh, that's brilliant. I know. It was ridiculous money for a player who in 2023 is averaging 33 minutes a game and for 10.4 runs, not sure how you can have 0.4 of a run, but be that as it may, mm. and 80 metres. Right. Where does he go to next, Roy? Oh, you know, well, could... Dolphins. Oh, he's perfect Dolphin material, yes. isn't he? Yes, yes. Could... I don't know if he's worked with Wayne before. but well, I was just what... going to say Wayne, Wayne could might unlock... be able to bring unlock something it. out. Yes, yes. No one else has been able to do. 
It's it's an incredible story. It is. It's, uh, it, make it just a, shows that a journeyman can do very, very well. Out of rugby league at the moment. Yes. I mean, it reminds me, back in the early days of Super League, people were astonished that someone like Steve Edmed got 300000 or something, which at that stage was the equivalent of about one and a half million these days. It would be. Uh, perfect journeyman. Yeah. Uh. Uh, and throw in his promotional abilities. Yes. Because it's not, it's true that, I mean, these days it's a total package. Sometimes, yeah. you, as we discovered in the um, judiciary report, mm. you get noticed for doing the wrong thing, which yes. is almost as good as doing the right thing. That's because, true. Of, you know, it raises your profile and people are talking about you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people forget that you put somebody into the sin bin. Mm. Now, come to that Tino V. Uh, uh, what's his name? Coruscant. Oh, yeah. Clock. See, that's considered... Yeah, look, I missed the incident, but I assume it was one of those bumper bar things, was it? A he, bumper bar, He, he yeah. held his elbow up and crashed into his jaw while he was... Correct. Yeah. As, as he was being tackled. Was that correct. it? Correct. Yeah. Free to play. Tino's free to play for Queensland in Good. Origin 2 after avoiding a charge over a collision with Ap- Appy Corosai yeah. uh, that left the West Tigers New South Wales hooker with a broken jaw which could so- sideline him for more than two months. Right. So this brings us to the question of selections. Mm, yes, now, yes. Um, where are you on the pick and stick? Change has to be made. Well, change has got to be made because cha- change has been forced upon the Blues here. That's right. You know, it's not as if Cleary said, I don't want to play. He can't play. Now, if you don't have Cleary, um, you're going to have to have someone else there. And that someone else has got to be the person who steers the team around the paddock. Brains is what we're looking for. The brains of the team. That's right. It? We are. Now, yeah. but then we've got a hooker to find. Yes. Uh, well, maybe... Cook, Cook. Oh, selects himself, Selects really, himself, he? I think. Then we come to the Gould position, mm-hmm. which, which is... is... Which is, uh, have Cleary there, as you suggest, standing out there just steering them around the park not being able to contribute in any way. Correct. But then we... Just let me tease this out a little bit. Mm. Phil Gould has urged Brad Fittler to resist making mass changes for Origin 2. We mentioned this already. And predicted Blues coach will stick solid as future goes on the line. He'll go down with the ship is the Oracle's view. Right. He'll go down with the ship. Up to half a dozen players are under pressure to retain spots after a disappointing loss. Mm. And he lists people like Pangai Jr., Tavita Pangai Jr. Well, he was pretty rubbish, yeah. Any talk, Any talk of Lodge? Any talk of Lodge? I'll tell you what, Lodge, he won't let you down. He won't. No, look. <laughs> Lodge. My only worry with Lodge is could he play anything like 80 minutes? No. 30, 33 minutes we get, don't Correct. we? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now. But at, at least you're guaranteed, what, 10.4 metres? Metres. Now, can yeah. I go on then? <clears throat> Hudson Young. I, I don't. I've got to be honest. Is I didn't see enough of him to make no. form an opinion. No. Then we've got Josh Adokar. Now he did just. Well, the fox didn't get the ball much, did he? It's a bit hard because he was on the, the wrong side of the paddock. And you the know, fo- he had to be on the Luai side because it all went the Luai side. Correct. Now, can I point out that also that sometimes the fox could have endeared himself because there were a few scrums if he'd gone and packed in the scrums. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have the strength now to be a you know like. Sivo mm. in Parramatta does that all the time. Right. Uh, mm. A winger who plays, in the, you know, in the forwards when needed. And mm. then Tom Trevojevic mm. suffered a concussion and won't play again before... Well, he wasn't going to well, play Well, he played again. last night. Oh, exactly. Mm. Now, there is some suggestion... He played he... well last night. I think he scored two tries. Now, look, this does raise a question. Yeah. He was ruled out, mm-hmm. but suddenly he's back. 
Yeah. Are you worried that there's a, what would I call it, uh, an underground medical system that allows people who are concussed mm. to come back quicker and sooner than they should? Well, if anything, if the past is anything to go by, if, uh, you know, one doctor says thumbs down, Another, just yeah. find one that says thumbs up. <laughs> Six Again is a collection of Rugby League's jazz classics. 24 great tunes that capture the magic of the greatest game of all. From the Katoni Stags Trio, featuring Matt Dufty on flute. Out now on Monster Music, the blindside label. Latrell. We've got to include Latrell in the conversation. Yes. Well, if he's fit, play him, of course. Of course. Now, then we come to... Uh, Gould's uh, the Blues' most successful coach. People forget that. Said Fiddler needed to stick to the players chosen for the opening game. Now, everyone wants to throw everyone out and change a whole side. I don't think, A, that's going to happen, and B, nor should it. But he's going to change a fair bit of the well, side. Well, he's got to change a fair bit of the side. I mean, circumstances are forcing his hand. I think they went into that game picking close to what they thought was the best side to represent New South Wales, and anything they change now is only going to make the preparation for game two more difficult. Well, that's a truism, but it doesn't help the situation because some people can't get there. Mm. I mean, uh, look, I'd love to see uh, Corrie come, uh, Appy come back, rather, uh, with the um, Crimea War look round his chin. Sure. But I don't think that's going to happen. That's not going to happen. And I think it's too much to expect Mick O'Hines to step up and and form a relationship with Luai with whom he's never played. Extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. Now, you're going to Lang Park, you're going to Suncorp, unless you've experienced it, it slaps you in the face. This is the other well, thing. Well, there you are. I now, agree with that. Our record up there is poor. It's not a place for rookies. It's not a place for first-timers. It's not a place for experimenting with your team. No. You've got to go with the tried and true. That's right. And Reynolds, it's his home ground. Now, I don't take much attention with what I see in the media, but I know Brad Fittler somewhere has made a statement that he understands that if he loses the game, he's probably going to stand down as origin coach. If that's the case, then I'd suggest he picks a team that he wants to play with, you know, that he can lose with. Oh, no. Meaning, you know, that he doesn't... That he doesn't care anymore. Well... Hey, Well, I'm going to lose, boys, so why don't you lose for me? Well, you can say, well, I got the players I wanted and I'm happy for them to play my coaching for my coaching reputation. That's a big call. And that's why I don't think you'll see many changes. I think he'll go down with the ship. He'll go down with those that got him there and he'll go with the experience as he should. This is not a game to experiment. I think they can bridge the gap. Uh, sadly, I think uh, the well, oracles... Well, just gobbledygook. Yeah, exactly. No. Oracles one out. Yeah. Now... And those comments would have been made before... Uh... Obviously. They were made last weekend. Yes. Before the, uh, before yeah, the, before the injury sustained yeah. by Cleary. And, of yeah. course, the only thing I would say is that um, Tavita Pangai yeah. uh, is keen to have another go, which is good. Good. He beat himself up over the crucial error in New South Wales' first game. Mm-hmm. Pangai says he doesn't take the external criticism personally and anymore, and even when it comes from old-timers, he knows on a personal level, like Spud Carroll. Right. Uh, former uh, Origin player yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. on. One of the guys who played the first game won't be selected again. That's what he feels as though he's been targeted with. After Panga's uh, Blues outing, Pango met every media correct, uh, request put to him. In Adelaide, he was filthy on himself. Ill-timed pass, created a four-pointer for Queensland. He's among Canterbury's best on the, to the, in a tight loss to the Roosters the other night. Hopes Fittler keeps faith. Um, he's worn, he's criticism now. Gordon Tallis hoed into it. Yeah. 
One thing I'm not going to do is I'm always going to respect the legends of our game like Spud and Gordy. Yeah. They've paid the way, paved the way for us to be where we are at the moment, which is one down in the Origin Series. <laughs> Gordy paved the way. Okay. Good. Bit hard. Gordy paved the way. Is that by what he winning. means? I don't think it's what he means. No. By winning. Uh, they're why they're making all this money. They've got to share their opinion and how they feel. I, I don't take anything personally. I know Gordy and Spud personally, and they've got things to say in the media. That's why they're in the media. That's why they're paid for. They've got the great warriors of the game. Right. Fiddler sent his team back to Clubland with the usual instruction to lead from the front. Bulldogs coach Seraldo in turn told Bangai he can hold his head high because I belong at that level. Oh, yeah, good, good. Now, so he's going to ignore any external criticism. What about internal criticism, HG? Well, he was filthy on himself. Yeah, of course. Filthy. Yeah. Filthy. Hmm. See, the difficulty is it's, I don't think filthy is a motivational idea. No. It's, it's an idea. Hmm. But uh, once they, I bet you the Maroons used that. He shouldn't have revealed that. No. I bet you they use that. They'll yeah. say, yeah, here comes a filthy one. Yeah. Oh, look at him, he's all filthy. Yeah, big stupid goose. <laughs> Common question. Is it legal to play rugby league in the nude? Nude rugby league is legally practised in all states and territories bar South Australia, the Australian Capital Territory and Bruny Island. This is Bludging on the Blind Side, ABC Radio. Uh, Roy, let's get to the talkback topic so as we don't exclude Oh, yes, this. Unless yes, you've got yes. something on the, on no, the no, mojo no, line. No, 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 no. Last week's... Uh, oh, someone suggesting... Max is suggesting Matthew Lodge could move to Vegas and become an ambassador. Oh, no, that's an excellent idea. That's an excellent it's idea. Because he knows idea. the lie of the land. But I don't know if he's been to Vegas, but he knows the States, as we know. A oh, and he knows what works in America. Oh, yeah. He knows yeah. how to get attention. Uh, last week's talkback <laughs> topic, HG, was uh, should the blues be changed... Ninety uh, percent of people said yes. Right. <laughs> you know, with yeah. your talkback topics, how do you feel they're going this year? I mean, they're pretty pr well producing results. Yes, aren't they? they are. And um, what I like is uh, there's no wishy-washy, half-hearted. Yes, you know, no. Yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like that. And what's your talkback topic this week? Um, are you happy with Langer and Hayden's cricket commentary? <laughs> I mean, it depends how wet you like things, isn't it? But there are people who like wet. Can I ask, is this the first serious go these two have had together? I, I mean, think so, yeah. People will know this, of course. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. They might get a lot of work on Fox. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's I what I mean. Know. People never hear that. Yeah. This or is the first time I've been able to On some online version. Well, I've heard Langer before and <laughs> enough's enough. But uh, Hayden I hadn't heard before and, uh, man... Can it's he pour it on with a trowel? That's difficult, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, difficult. In a time when it's well, not as though... about courage. Oh, courage. Yeah, courage. And you've got to know your own game and know where your off stump is. Mm. If you don't know where your off stump That's is... That's the first time I've ever heard courage. anybody say you, that. You've got to have the courage to know where your off stump is. you just got to know where your off stump is. The first thing you ever learn as, a, as an opening batsman, is, especially in England, especially, you know, this time of year and especially in a test batch like this one, you've got to know. You've got to have the courage to know where your off stump is. And if you don't know where your off stump is, then you're in real trouble. So I always say to myself, where's my off stump? And I look around and there it is. Oh, God almighty. Are you impressed with this match? Yeah, I am. Are you? Yeah, yeah despite, you know, despite them trying to... Yeah, pierce through the layer. Destroy it. Yeah, the... Uh, destroy the it with commentary, yes. Yeah. And, and do you think it's a... 
Well, it's a bit hard. Well, to... I think it could be an interesting game. Yeah, fair I, enough. I mean, if, uh, you know, it's not beyond India's means to score 300, 300 on the last day to win, they're yeah. that sort of team. Yeah. So yeah. it could be a very interesting conclusion. It yeah. may well go the full five days, and that's unusual. Now, can I ask, it's being built up, you know, obviously a world test yeah. challenge. Do you think it's it's not quite yet living up to expectations, really? Oh, well, I'm not too yeah. sure. If you listen to Hayden and Lang. No, obviously, sorry. Yes, it hasn't been, but uh, in my view it probably has been. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are certain talking points that aren't really talked about enough, and that is... Uh, Cummins's uh, ability to get wickets on no balls <laughs> and uh, the number of drop catches. Yeah, drop catches. Most yeah. un-Australian. Yeah, mm. yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Speaking of big events, of Maybe course. Maybe they haven't got enough courage. You've got to have courage to courage. take a catch, especially at this level. Yeah, and know where the off stump is. Know where your off stump is. Know where the ball's going. You've got to have your head over the ball. You've got to have soft hands. You've got to have soft hands. If you don't have soft hands, you know, if you're moving away from the ball as it's coming to you, your hands stiffen up and it just bounces off. You've got to know you've got to keep your hands supple, soft. You've got to have your your ball, you you know, under your eyes. Under your eyes. That's Mm. where the ball's got to be. Gee, they're big insights, aren't they? (laughs) That's only (laughs) the beginning. I can give you two hours of this. (laughs) But it goes for six. Now, um, look, uh, some Vegas news. Uh, we might have to uh, yeah. think about this after the uh, news, but I'll give you a teaser of it. Is mm-hmm. a fascinating bill proposal in Nevada this week. This is the Sneesby rag had this. Uh, put $380 million, about $600 million Australian, in public funds mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> to build a billion-dollar stadium on the Vegas Strip for the use of the Oakland Athletics baseball side. It was voted down. Oh. So they've got the same problem as Tasmania, but it was voted down. Have the Saudis put their head in? Not yet, but mm-hmm. Democratic Assemblywoman uh, Rue Hatch, LaRue Hatch, was pithy in her explanation. I cannot justify giving millions of public dollars to a multi-billion dollar corporation while we cannot pay for basic services that our folks need. I mean, how uh, old-fashioned is that Wow. Thinking? How old-fashioned is that thinking? Emeritus Professor Roger Roger, Roger Knoll from Stanford University, that joint, it's been hopeless for years, who has written a book on financing new stadiums, was consulted and was equally clear. It's not that those economic benefits don't exist, but they're tiny. Yeah. Tiny. They can't possibly be big enough to justify the hundreds of million dollars in expenditure. I mean, that's very disappointing. It is. a Tasmania Macquarie point. They're leaving what what I'd call the spiritual dimension out of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. The spiritual dimension, for those Tasmanian folk, for example, to have their own stadium, can you imagine the spiritual impact on the people of Tasmania? And the pride. When you go to work each morning, you drive past it. There it is on your left-hand side, our stadium. Hey, can I point can out? Can you put a dollar figure on that? No, you can't. You now, can't. Can I point out that there's a divide in Tasmania between the north and the south? Yeah. People are saying that this will unite Tasmanians. Yes. With one purpose, one venue, etc. Yes, I mean, that's right. Obviously, people have yet to be, you know, have to see the proof of the pudding in the cooking of it, so to yeah. speak, if I can put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this, as you point out, it's a spiritual dimension here. Yes. Tea, apples. Yeah. That shape. You know, the island, you know, et cetera. Yeah, you know, island yeah. state, you know, the yeah. nut, everything that's involved, you know. Yes, the Cadbury Mo- factory, all of that. <laughs> all of that. I mean, everything would be lifted, wouldn't it? I mean, Dark Mofo. Can you imagine how, how off it would go yes. if the stadium was there? 
And the new day. And you could take those red upside down crosses and put them around the stadium and get a lot of people to gather around in the nude and cover themselves in pig fat. Pig fat. Set set fire to their dates with a newspaper of the Hobart Mercury up the back door. Set fire to it. Hey? That's spiritual. That's spiritual. You can't put a dollar figure on that. You can't. And that won't happen unless we have a stadium. Common question. Is it true that sickos are attracted to rugby league? No. According to the Australian Council of Psychologists, there are 18% fewer sickos playing rugby league than the national average. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, and if you want to be part of the show, the text number is 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or the old style way, Roy and HG at abc.net.au. And Roy, the following people have. Uh, yeah, uh, Owen uh, from Proserpine Pros- yeah. has been on the uh, text here. He says, uh, Happy Rugby League. I agree with you about the show Million Dollar Island. Oh, well. He says, On the trailer he saw, which is probably the one I saw, they say it's just like Lord of the Flies. Hey, now, he said he's read Lord of the Flies and people die or get sacrificed. Maybe at the end of every episode, this will happen and the last person standing gets a million dollars. He says that'll be a great reality telly show. <laughs> well, he's right, isn't it? Oh, no, I agree he's right. Yeah. So the... Now, you're going to have to help me here because Lord of the Flies, two tribes... Two and tribes, they, they yeah. they muck around and that's try and right. get the advantage over the other. That's yeah. right, yeah, yeah. I think that's how it's going to work. So they, But there'll have the... to be some host, I guess. I yeah, don't know who that's going to be. Someone like Shervo or... Wee, Shervo, yeah. that's a good guess. Well, Shervo was great. Uh, what was it called? Holy Moly, that shark Holy show. Holy Moly, that's right. He was brilliant at Fantastic that. Fantastic show. What well, I don't know why it didn't kick on. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Moly. Holy that's right. Moly. Yeah. Funny sure. as. I know. Very, very funny. Great show. Great now, show. Can I just ask two tribes mm-hmm. with, a, you know, obviously trying to get ascendancy? Yes. Should they, if they wanted to, yeah. take a start? With rugby league sure. as their basis, oh yeah, see how yeah. far they get. Well, that might ha- that might happen. Yeah, no, I don't I know. know. They might resolve to. I don't know. It's, it's, all we know is it's million dollar island. Aussies are involved. Two tribes. Two tribes. Someone's going to win. Yeah, and a host yet to be. And a host yet to be determined. We yeah. don't just yeah. don't know who it is. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. We assume it might be Shervo, but then it, um, I doubt it. Well, maybe not. See, I assume it's all been filmed and finished. So it would be, would be. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't leave this to chance. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, this comes from Chris. Um, he hey, says, Chris. Um, as a recent Victorian convert to the greatest game of all, wow. isn't that welcome to our ears? A recent Victorian convert yes. to the greatest game of all? Yep. Uh, I've been trying to understand the different nuances of the game mm-hmm. but decided that this is impossible without a genuine rugby league whistle with its distinctive blow in my hand. Melbourne has proven a disappointing desert. Is a genuine rugby league whistle whistle available from my favourite commentators, i.e. us, or will I have to travel north to obtain one? Look, you can get one online. You would be able to. It's it's a thunderer, isn't it? Well, I've always thought the Acme Thunderer was your standard rugby league whistle. That's your rugby league whistle. Now, I mean, just just Google it and and order it. Now, can I ask, is this something you've thought about before? I know you've done a lot of work with, um, you know, the refereeing community. Yeah. Uh, are Are they keen on... A distinctive 
Mm. I know they've got one, but is that something that comes up in conversation? Isn't it great, Roy, this whistle blowing better than ever sort of thing? In my experience, HG, you form a relationship with your whistle. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's true. It becomes a personal thing. And uh, over the years, you use the same whistle, you know, week in, week out for years. And it enjoins your personality in many ways. You know, you, you start to blow notes that only you can blow on that particular whistle. And uh, I've experimented with this, mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, putting a lot of referees in a room and asking one to go outside and uh, blow a whistle and they've got to guess whose whistle it is. No, brilliant, brilliant. And they get it every time. No, it is incredible. Yeah, that's Stan's whistle. Yeah, yeah, it is too. Well, I never remember Tony Archer once left his whistle behind. He was a rubble. He would have been. He, he couldn't go. I think yeah. you had to dash home and pick it up from Did. the... Letterbox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of refs can only blow with the whistle they yes, know. Yes, exactly. Or it's only meaningful to blow yeah. with the whistle they know. Yeah, yeah. It's not you as know. if you can just pistol, pick a whistle up off the shelf and it's and use it. It doesn't yeah. work that yeah. way. It's You've same. got to experiment in the backyard at home. can drive families mad, you know, with someone new to the game just uh, blowing around the house for... Warming up. Warming up, yeah. Mm. And it can take... You've you got to blow a whistle in, It can in, take though. weeks. It can. You've got to blow them in. You, oh, well, you at least four hours a day, solid and, blowing to blow a whistle in, yeah. And you've got to start, I always say, start on January 1. Yeah. You know when the season's starting, usually the first weekend of March, that's enough time to blow a whistle yeah. in. But if you don't, if you miss that first week that's because right. you're lazy, you'll never make it up. You'll no, you never won't. make it up. Yeah, you won't. Now, uh, Jack's been in touch. Yep. Uh, sports fans around the world who attend stadium events are, I assume, a fairly simple lot. Oh, it's a big call. It is a big call. Uh, they happily sing along, wave their arms in the air, clap and goose step to whatever dross the local DJ dishes out. Yeah. In the last five years, Sweet Caroline has oh. remained the song de rigueur Don't. amongst the slew of stadium standbys. Why? Don't. It's dull and boring and the lyrics have nothing to do with any sporting code I can think of. I can only imagine a cabal of influential and undoubtedly lazy DJs decided lazy. that would be their go-to song and that was it. Chuck in a few equally inappropriate ditties, the theme from the Adams family, for example, hit the repeat button and they'll lap it up. Uh, he's wondering if um, more thought should go into the sort of songs they play at stadiums. He's suggesting Jimmy Cliff's The Harder They Come uh, or You Can Really Get It If You Really Want would make excellent stadium anthems. Look, I disagree. I think the thing about uh, Sweet Caroline, these sort of songs, they they... They bond a crowd. Mm-hmm. People like Sweet Caroline not for the lute, but because of the bum, bum, bum. They love that. Yeah, they do, that descending. Th- that, that descending. Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. That's the bit they love. And it's the same with uh, with uh, with uh, the Adams family. They love their da 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 Gets them in. Can- puts a smile on everyone's face. And gets everyone ready for rugby league. You know, I believe uh, Stanford University people have done some research on this, oh, and yeah. they they believe kids are now born with an understanding of Sweet Caroline. Oh yeah, even though they've never heard it before in their life. No, that's right. People could come from Mars and still understand Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Well, they get the bump, bump, bump. That's all exactly. you got to do. It's the same with the. You got. That's all you need. You know, it's like Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now. Can I point out the big problem with Sweet Caroline yeah. is, of course, Neil Diamond. Well, I know, but if you put that aside <laughs> and just go with the bump, 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 it's great. Thanks.
And you don't have to watch The Addams Family. You know, yeah. To yeah. get the... You don't need to have seen the show. It's just great. Mm. Mm. And people love that. Mm. Why not give people something, a little bit of something simple that they love? And you know in the new stadium in Tasmania... Yes. Will there be a ban on the Adams family and... I don't think so. No, well, you're I mean, happy to as you walk As you walk in, you know, the ground's full, everyone's waiting for someone to come out. Welcome. Suddenly people are in, you know, they yeah. love it. Yeah, true. You know. They think... They think, oh, great. beauty, where's that red upside-down cross? Let's do some dark mojo. <laughs> yeah, and we're part of the modern world. We've part joined the Australia. Modern world. Yeah, I know. Mm. Now, this has come from Tony... Uh-huh. Uh, now, he says, uh, in last week's Blindside episode, there was some discussion, this might have been a week before last, there was some discussion on the origin of the Viking clap. He says, Wiki reliably informs me that Eric the Red was sired by Thorvald Asvalsen, who was banished from Norway for manslaughter. Thorvald sailed to Iceland with his family, including 10-year-old Eric in 1060 AD. Gee! The family settled in Iceland and Eric's formative years, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to 2016 at the European Championship where the Iceland team advanced mm-hmm. to the quarterfinals mm-hmm. and captured the public's imagination with their supporters' Icelandic version of the thunderclap. Mm-hmm. It seems, however, that Scottish fans had already been practising the ritual before 2016. The year was 2014. The Icelandic team Starnan was playing the Scottish team Motherwell in the Europa Cup. The Icelandic fans became enamoured of their opponent's clapping chant. Wow! Now, where Scottish fans got the idea from is anyone's guess, but tracing its origins back to the days of Eric the Red does seem a plausible suggestion. Isn't that incredible? That is, isn't it? Incredible, but, uh, you know... um let me get this right. Would have the Norwegian roam arounds in mm-hmm. those days, would they have got to Scotland as oh, well? Oh, yes. Rape and pillage. Yeah, of course, of course. Of oh, course. yeah, yeah, yeah. Monasteries. You know, yeah. here we are. <laughs> Let us in. Off with the head. Yeah, you know, that's right. Dark mofo like, style. <laughs> upside down cross, you know. Now. New, newspaper <clears throat> up the date, set fire, funny as. Now. <laughs> dump, dump. <laughs> now. Uh, this comes from Gerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went searching how to watch State of Origin in the US, he noticed that Fox Sports have the broadcast rights for the entire 2023 NRL season, which includes three regular season games per week. Yeah, where is he based in the US, does he say? Uh, he doesn't say specifically. That's all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But he is in California. Sorry. California, okay, great. Subsequent searches revealed that uh, as Sneesby won the bidding war for State of Origin, you actually need a VPN to stream the State of Origin on Nine Now yeah. in the US. Yeah, that would be easily done. Now, from memory, I think I read reports of Nine Now being a hopeless service <laughs> that have ads during the game itself. Oh, they would. They would. Rather than, you know, during a stoppage of play or when a try is scored or something like that. They just come in... Willy-nilly. Uh, yes, that's true. They can. Yeah. So uh, now it, it's got me wondering. Oh, yes. And uh, as previously reported, Fox Sport is only broadcasting one NRL game. <clears throat> Last week was Raiders versus Rabbitohs and this week it's Warriors versus Dolphins while featuring three AF- AFL games. Now he's wondering whether <coughs> Abdo and the Man of Feathers... 
what they're really up to when they visit Vegas and haven't changed anything vis-a-vis Fox's use of or broadcasting of state of origin, which the contract says that they're able to broadcast. That's an excellent comment. An excellent comment. I mean, I'm wondering what they're doing there. It's been very, very QT <laughs> on the Vegas front. Yep. Uh, we've got the church going. We know that, the church of, uh, you know, Rugby League Church of Las Vegas. Yeah. It's, it's going right ahead. Oh, yeah. You know, but is there any support from Abdo <laughs> and uh, Volandes no. for the church? None. None. This comes from uh, Phil. Uh, I've been described as a disgrace for a Queenslander because in a rugby league state I've followed AFL all my life. Ah, fair enough. However, the magnetism that is state of origin has led me to follow practically all the games since its true inception back in 1980-81. Gee, that is a record. Wednesday's game threw up an alarming trend for which I seek your analysis. Mm -hmm. There appears to be a subtle return of going bum on into a tackle. I counted bum on entries into tackles at the 15th, 20th, 42nd, 45th, 46th and 59th minute marks and then gave up. Bum-ons became popular after the early violence of the 80s and 90s. I think Constable Crane... Oh, master of it. Master, I think master he, of it. he was. Absolute master. Mm. No one could hit the line bum-on like, like uh, Constable, Constable Craig. Craig. yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And I'm wondering if... Have we missed this? Has bum-on become... Well, I do notice... Um, I do notice... I know you, you leave yourself exposed to getting a penalty for a crusher tackle. Yeah. If you go bum-on. Yeah. So a lot of players may elect to go bum on on the off chance they might be able to snare a penalty. <laughs> That'd be uh, the, the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, approach. I was just going to say, yeah, Bellamy's That's go. Bellamy's got um, dibs well, written I, all over that. I, look, I've not made a study of this because this is the first time it's been dr- drawn to my attention in the modern era. Yeah. But I wouldn't surprise that uh, there's a lot of bum on work been going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he also says another brief matter is. What does stoppy starty mean? Billy Slater used this term to describe how the game was going in the first half. It's a bit stoppy starty, he said. Well, I think there were a lot of blues errors. There were. Of course, stoppages, i.e. penalties given yeah. and that sort of stuff, you know, the usual blues stuff, drop ball, forward passes, stupid passes, just offside. being stupid, offside, yeah. didn't know where other players were, Bum on. uncoached. <laughs> you know, you'd expect all that. That's what we call stoppy starty. That's, that's the blues style under Freddie. Now, this comes from uh, Sheridan. Now, uh, he says, as a long-suffering blues supporter from just south of the Tweed after 44 years of mostly disappointment, when it comes to state of origin, I feel I've almost had enough. What? I steady. We played awful for the first ten minutes the other night. Awful for the last ten minutes and ordinary in the middle. Yeah, I think that's a fair summary. That's a fair summary. Mm. He says, origin is built on hate and the blues, a bunch of nice blokes on and off the field, just don't hate enough. Yeah, yeah, I think that's... Turvey understood the need for hate. Big Artie knew what hate was about. He cites all these people that understood hate. None of them are in the current team. None of them in the current team. Yeah. Um, he suggests as well, the other thing that gets the blue... Get the Sky Blue jersey back on. Well, yeah, no, that's... So at least they'll know they're playing for the Blues. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. You know, the... the I think it's too late to introduce hate. I think that year, ship's passed this year. Yes, no, I agree. Now, the one other thing I would say is the idea that 
Queenslanders understand floods, bushfires. Well, that's Brilly Slater's position. I know, Brilly Slater's position. Yeah. Now, I think this has to be pushed back on because I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do it, yeah. but we've got to find a way of injecting and maybe hate's the way to do it. Well, maybe. Well, Does it need someone with, you know, some sort of, I don't know, academic to approach the team and show them statistically that floods occur just as often in New South Wales as Victoria and that bushfires occur sometimes worse in New South Wales, often worse than they are in Queensland. And so there's every reason for the Blues to hate Queensland just as much as the Queenslanders hate them. Now, we come back to the Tasmanian Stadium. Yeah. The unification of the whole state, the spiritual unification of yep. the whole state through having the thing there, the reverse needs to be applied to New South Wales. The division yeah. in Australia needs to be brought out. The, yeah. the putrid, yeah. you know, maroon yeah. problems, always winning. Yeah. You've got to do something about it and the best way to yeah. do it is through hate. That's right. See, you never see uh, mate v mate anymore. You no. never see hate v hate. Date no, v date. no, no, no. They've sanitised all that, Indeed. haven't they? They've sanitised that. We're not allowed to talk about hate anymore. But you know that that's all the Maroons are talking about. Electric vehicles? Think rugby league. More doctors in the bush? Think rugby league. Harsher penalties for corporate greed? Think rugby league. Rugby league. A more certain tomorrow. This is the bludging on the blind side you're <laughs> listening to. Uh, speaking of uh, Vegas, which we were and we weren't, yeah. I did notice that uh, the only news I've got from uh, the Man of Feathers mm. is suggesting that uh, there are 330 million people in America and if we can get 1% of their betting market, yep. it's an enormous revenue stream for the game. Now, Well, that's disappointing. Surely the ambition should be about 90% of well, the market. I'd say... 90% would be leave 10% for them because they're sure. in a bit of trouble. Now, the big uh, <laughs> message that Volandis has to put across is how much fun punting on rugby league is. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of disappointment can happen if you follow horses and, you know, sort of especially, you know, the, I forget what they call their trotting over there, but uh, square gating I think it might be called. Right. And, you know, other you know other forms of punting, you know, football and so yeah. on, ice hockey. Yeah. But if you bet on rugby league, it's fun. Sure. And that's the Volandis message. That's the Volandis message going into America uh. is that you can't do anything better with your money than bet on rugby league. Yeah. I mean, it's a powerful message, isn't it? It is. It is. Now... Yeah. Everyone wins. Everyone. That's the message you've got to get out there. Indeed. Everyone and, wins. And only rugby league offers that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. See, there's none of this very sad, sad, sad messaging along the lines of think of what you could be doing with the money. Oh, yeah. You know, that's dead what, wrong, isn't building it? a stadium. Huh? <laughs> that dead wrong. Yeah. I like your Saudi money idea for the stadium, though. Oh, they'd I be mean, up for it. Oh, they would. you just got to reach out. Could they send an email? Just phone the shark and say, well, listen. Shark, yeah. Yeah, who do we talk to? <laughs> That's right. Now, just before we go on, the um, Racing Today Big Day at Stradbrook Handicap at Eagle Farm, and uh, it's just been pointed out to me by the hard-working producer again <laughs> that 11-11, that great horse, that funny horse, is racing. It's got 126 to 1 odds. Yes, now, someone suggested that on the text. It would be a, quite a good... Collect. Yeah. It's certainly got the name. It has. Right, it's a fun investment. It has. Now, someone suggesting here, speaking of the text, HG, uh, Stephen from Rosebury is suggesting that Aaron Woods single-handedly brought back bum on in ball running. Now, 
That sort of could be right. Indeed, it could. I can see Aaron Woods turning around, turning around the just before the, he, the mm. line hits him, because mm. mm. usually he doesn't hit the line; the line hits him. Uh, Timbo is suggesting Payne Haas does a lot of bum on work. I, he does. I think he does. He's not old-fashioned bum on, not like Constable Craig, but a new form of it. Right. You know, sort of often goes in sideways and gets the bum turned oh, around. Yeah, he wriggles around, around and that way around. frees up the arms exactly. to do a bit of distributing. Yeah, because what's wrong is Junior Polo style because he d- distributes the ball long before he gets to the advantage yeah. line. We've got to yeah. weed that out. Sure. I'd give blow a penalty every time. Sure. Polo passes the ball. That's dead wrong. Dead wrong. Kids don't want to see that. Mm. Now, here's a little bit of uh, apropos of what our theme of the day is. Mm. The Queenslander, Rhys Walsh, on Origin, he says, they're always going to come for me. They right. think they're better than everyone, those down there in blue. Isn't no. that true? That's a big problem, isn't it? Better than everyone. Everyone well, thinks... Well, they, they reckon they've got bushfires in the rest and they reckon they've got floods <laughs> down there. They haven't... They reckon... They haven't got they haven't snakes. Got a clue. They haven't got crocs. Everyone thinks I'm a tough footballer. Mm. <clears throat> well, everybody thinks I'm not a tough footballer, should I'm I not. say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where I come from <clears throat> is a tough area, mate. We got crocs, we got snakes, we got bushfires, we got floods. Yeah. We got no work, have to create our own fun. Yeah. There's none of that weak Caroline rubbish. He says, I've got bigger brothers. This is Reese talking. Mm. It's been tough my whole life. Come out here and bash me up. I'm up for it. I'll be ready to go again and I'm looking forward to it. Isn't that a beautiful message? See? Who from the Blues is saying no, that? No, no one from the Blues is saying that. Sure, Tavita Pankai says, or, you know, <coughs> um, Liam Martin, I'm going to be a grub. You know, yeah. the only thing that happened was he played for a long time and he didn't expect to. I mean, there's a beautiful story yeah. about oh, how... Man. I mean, you can imagine how Billy's going to use that. Billy Slater, isn't he? He's going to stand him up. Go on, Reese, Tell your story again, mate. They'll be crying. Dude, they'll be crying. Before they run Yeah, I've got lots of brothers. They hated me. Crocodiles. <laughs> Nipping away at us all the bloody time. Nowhere to live. <laughs> Bushfires. Snakes. Sit down, fella. You've done enough. <laughs> Rugby league players. Now that coach is no longer calling, horse syndication is your gateway to a fortune of cup-winning success. Own part of a champion with the team from Rooting King Lodge. Speak with the syndication experts Weed and Fractious Bruce Woodus on the horse hotline at Bludging on the Blind Side. So speaking of Liam Martin, his response... To the origin loss was uh, it was described here in the Sneesby rag as uh, one of the few highlights <coughs> for the Blues on Wednesday night. All right. Uh, the Panthers forward was initially told he would be used to cause havoc through the middle of no more than fifteen minutes. Wow, that was Freddie's instruction. I'm just going to use it for fifteen minutes, mate. Just get out there, mayhem. Don't leave anything in the tank. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> You're pretty smart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, now, remember, of course, he had five stitches above the right eye. They were stapled mm. on the run and he sported the Crimea Warlock, which people loved. They, they did. You know, they made mention of it. Martin, one of the six Panthers named to, to back up against St George Illawarra. This is last week. Freddie gave me the simple role at the start of the week. When you get out there, you might not be on for long, so front load your energy and leave nothing in the tank. Front, front load. load. Front load your energy. I love that. So I mean, you... Yeah. I've tried to do that from the start. I wasn't sure how many minutes I was going to play. Mm. He thought I was going to be out in the middle for about 15. Yeah. He told me to 
tell me then I had to keep going. It changed on the run. I ended up playing the whole second half. I oh, felt all right, even though it front-loaded me energy. Yeah. Martin, I had a few That must have been hard. It is hard when you give it all in your first 15 minutes. There's then, nothing left in the tank and then coach says, well, mate, go on back all, out there. You're all I've got. Um... Martin ironed out a few maroons and was always first on the scene when tensions looked ready for spillover. That, but his grubbing was low-grade grubbing. Yeah. You know, because he, there was nothing. No. He, but remember, of course, he'd given his all. Yeah, yeah, that's right, in, in the, the first, first 15 minutes. And couldn't find anything to grub on about. No. So we learned our lesson last year, Martin said. Don't know how this works. Last year? <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> we never wanted to leave our mates alone, and whenever something happened, we had each other's backs. We weren't we weren't good enough in the end. Now this is a weird idea. Mm. Is that last year? Yeah. I can't remember this. That they left all the players who got clobbered alone. New South Wales players who got clobbered. Alone. I don't remember that being a feature of the games last year. I can't mm-hmm. remember any no. newspaper reports, front line of you know no. the headlines in Sneesby's rags. No, no, no. They just lost because they weren't good enough. That was it, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, <clears throat> now you can put it down that they didn't hate enough, sure, maybe. Mm. Not enough fires. Not enough, yeah. Droughts. That's right. Wouldn't that be great if we could have a bushfire before <laughs> Origin 2 and take the boys out and have a look at it? Just fire them up. <laughs> sure. No pun intended. Now, the right edge back row for Penrith, Martin is almost certain to earn a starting berth in Game 2, is he? Mm, maybe. I, n- not sure who else they've got in that position. Mm. He's a beast. He grows another leg in the big games. Blues halfback Nathan Cleary, who won't be there. We no. know that for a fact. You see it in Origin, the World Cup, and in finals, he's built for the stage, and he was great again. Yeah, okay. No, they're grasping at straws, aren't they? Well, exactly. I was going to say, is that what you want from you know no, a senior you player? You, you want honesty. Yeah, thanks. You want? Yeah, he grew another leg, but it wasn't enough. No, he didn't. He, he, he didn't. He didn't empty the tank. Didn't empty the tank. I can no, tell he didn't that. front load. <laughs> he didn't front load, and he never back load, and he didn't have no load at all. None of us had no load. Freddie didn't say nothing about load to me. I was all at sea. I was all at sea. I didn't know what Freddie was talking about. <laughs> I wish they built that stadium in Tasmania because we could go down there and beat Tasmanian rugby. That's right. That's right. Hobart Moose, you have the back days. Head fire to a duck. I'm very really upside down cross. I love that. Oi. 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 Leichhardt Oval has the oldest rugby league toilets in the world. They must be preserved. Bludging on the blind side is asking all lovers of the greatest game of all to sign the petition and send a strong message to the Inner West Council, the Parotid Government and Federal authorities to keep their hands off our history. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy. You mentioned a couple of times today the uh, soft power that Saudi Arabia is exerting through the Gulf. Oh, sporting yes. uh, complex oh, yeah. and the yeah. machinations there, <coughs> which are hard to understand. You know yeah. exactly. Was the live a complete stalking horse to take over? The I think lot? so. It looks I, like I, I think so. I, I think uh, I don't think the Saudi government, you know, cared that much about live at all. You know, Sharp did, but then he had a mission to. Well, he got paid to have got a mission. Paid to have a mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, and, and so it did uh, destabilize. You'd have to say uh, world golf there for a minute. Uh, so much so that uh, it just took a little arm twisting when the Saudi officials got together with the head of the uh, PGA and read the Riot Act. <laughs> you haven't got enough money, fella. 
You know, uh, they've got, you know, hundreds of billions that they're prepared to tip into golf just to get ownership. So either fall over now or fall over in 12 months' time. But you're going to be falling over, fella. (laughs) And remember Khashoggi. Yeah. Now, can I point out that this is obviously a a chance for Australia to fight back in that space? Yeah. Because Sydney will host a China-themed match later this month against the West Coast to be attended by senior... Australian and Chinese <laughs> government officials, right. which is the Swans' hope, the Sydney Swans' hope, can grow the game amongst the country's Chinese diaspora. Oh, now, I understand the yeah. Chinese Air Force will be in attendance as well. So I had be... no idea. Yeah. When's this happening, HU? Next week, did you say? Uh, later this month. Later West this Coast, month, right. Uh, versus Sydney at the SCG. Right. Now, uh, let's just backtrack a bit and remind each other that mm. uh, not so long ago, 2017 to 2019, Port Adelaide, Port Power, who are now second on the ladder at the moment, were exerting soft power with Mm. a probe into China, playing matches in Shanghai against uh, Gold Coast and St Kilda. This uh, initiative, this brave initiative, which had seen... That was a David Koch initiative. David Koch initiative had seen Aussie bok choy, number one bok choy right across China. That was the one they wanted to get their hands on, the Aussie bok choy. It was scrapped in 2020 due to... uh, Well, COVID. COVID, COVID Mm. Now... The powerful delegation, including China's ambassador to Australia, mm-hmm. uh, the Consul General in Sydney, Zhu Limin, uh, and senior Chinese-Australian business and trade figures will be at the sold-out pre-game function at the SCG as part of marking the Chinese community's involvement with sport. Now... Great. Great. I, I didn't know there was that... The, the Chinese community had that much to do with the AFL. Swans or AFL. They're trying to bridge a gap, build Yeah, a right. Now, what worries me here is, mm-hmm. is this a... Genuine attempt mm. to move on beyond the recent problems that I think I, I associate. What well, the diplomatic problems we've diplomatic had. problems. That's yes, right. Over yes. the recent years, you know, yes. the problem of selling lobster and uh, that's you know, right. Grange, iron ore, iron, and etc. Sure, there, all of that. Is 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 this or is this an attempt to again? See the game into China yeah. through playing it here, maybe in the way that the correspondent in California suggests matches are available, some matches are available on, you know, cable, et cetera, online sure. services. Sure. Um, now, what I like about it is there's going to be a dragon dance. On, on, the, the, fi- on the surface of the SCG industry, yeah. a dragon dance. That's great. Uh for round 15 clash, which was chosen as a crackers, date. will have crackers. Oh, crackers. Stuff. Oh, of course. Crackers. Bungers. Fireworks. Bungers, you know, yeah. the whole lot. Great. Sadly, it doesn't appear to be at night because fireworks look better in night time. They do. But the, uh, the best matches, Dragon Boast Festival is starting that year on June the 22nd. China's ambassador to Australia is going to toss the coin. That's how Fantastic. involved. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's Good. how involved the community yep. is going to be. Is Senator Wong going to be there as the foreign uh, minister, HG? I would, I would think so. Yeah, I haven't got a, uh, an update on whether uh, uh, Penny Wong will be available to go, but I would imagine she would make a, um, you know, an, uh, obviously a beeline for it. Yes. Now, the night before, the league will launch the book Celestial Footy. Oh. The Story of Chinese Heritage, Heritage Australian Rules by Patrick Skeen. I hope I've got his name right. Right. At the Swan's New Headquarters at the Royal Hall of Industries. Brilliant. This is a centre of excellence. And this is the, the number of Chinese people who have been involved or people from the... Larger world. Larger world. Yeah. Who have been involved with the AFL. Is that's that right. It? Well, you know, uh, the Australian game. Can I put it that way? Not yes. necessarily. Uh, the book explores the little-known history of Chinese involvement in the sport starting on the Bar- Ballarat goldfields. Right. 
Now, and get this, a total of 2,500 tickets have been provided to universities across Australia for distribution, presumably to international students who may not have been to an AFL match live. So it's free. That's great. That's great. Now, um, it's so significant part of the population. We have already very strong uh, following the Chinese people, which you'll see in the crowd, according to the Swans boss. Right. We want to do everything we can to showcase the game to as many uh, people of Chinese heritage (coughs) as we can and welcome them to the club and give them an opportunity to be part of the Australian Indigenous game. The Swans host an annual Mangrook game celebrating First Nations mm-hmm. and Torres Strait Island uh, <clears throat> people's culture yes. and take part in the yearly Pride game, etc. Yep. Now, it's a, a, a brand new idea and I'm just wondering if what else can we do yeah. both ways? I mean, would it be, you know, the contribution of the pineapple to Chinese cuisine is well known across Australia. Yes. Uh, in fact, I think Australia is the only nation that... Adds Chinese. I, I, I think so. I think that's the case. Into our sweet and sour dishes. And others. And it's always a welcome item. But yes. Uh, to pick point. up with your chop sticks or if you're using a, a fork or a spoon. Um, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the pineapple comes up very, very well in the context yep, um, of your sweet and sour. Indeed. Either with fish or chicken. Or, it wouldn't matter. No, no. Now, I hope that's going to be... Showcased on this event that people get a bit of sweet and sour to have while while they watch the match. I seem to remember that when the big days of Port Power going up to China, (laughs) there was always a sponsorship, a reciprocal sponsorship Mm. with the Chinese community in Adelaide Mm. to provide, say, a lunch on the weekend of that game or sponsorship throughout the year with Chinese Food in particular yes. being a great talking point and theme. Yes. So today the bok choice from Strathalbyn, <clears throat> yes. you know, that sure. that's sort of thing. Pineapple, of course, comes from one of the great pineapple growing parts of Australia. Yes. And we've joined them together with Chef, whoever yes. it is, to be Curtis Stone. <coughs> it's in an interesting beautiful. thing. I, I have no idea how many pineapples we export to China. I, I, I honestly, I have no idea. See, but I hope that. You know, it could be an opportunity for people to uh, demonstrate the the value of the element of pineapple in a Chinese dish. You mean a cooking demonstration yes. from from plant to yeah. plate? Yeah. So picking it. Yes. You know, preparing it, chopping it up. Yes. You know, and there'd be some fun ideas there. Sure. <clears throat> sure. 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 And can I just well, throw sending in... some of our chefs? Some of the best in the world. Oh, easily the best in the uh, world. To Beijing, to Shanghai, to put on a demonstration of how to use the pineapple. Can I just go one step further? Because once the once the, the 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 Chinese at home get a taste for pineapple, ah, uh, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Yeah, and you know they're going to love it because it's perfect in sweet and sour. <laughs> Can I ask? Before we came on air, we were having just yeah. some discussions with the previous announcer where we broadcast from. Yes. Who says that chocos yes. are now four dollars each? Yeah. Now that's unfathomable to me. It gives you an idea of how the cost of living crisis is just overwhelming this nation. Mm. But mm. if we can see the idea of pineapple, mm-hmm. do you think we could get <clears throat> chocos into Chinese? I don't cooking? think so. No. <clears throat> because they're flavourless, aren't they? The thing of pine- pineapple brings it carries its weight. It punches above its weight in your average sweet and sour. It does. There's pineapple, a hell of a lot of daylight, 
and whatever else is in there. You know, and then Choker. Onion, et cetera, et cetera. But mm. uh, I, I think Choker would struggle to... Uh, yeah, make that pass great. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair exactly. enough. But now, <clears throat> are there other ways? We've got the Dragon. Yeah. We've got the free tickets. Yeah. We've got the fireworks, which yes. may not look great in the middle of the day. Sure. We've got, obviously, cooking. Yeah. But are there other things that we could do? Like, I mean, you know, Well, why not every guest that comes get it gets a free... Ticket to China. Well, no, a free box of Chinese checkers. Wow. So you can sit down with, you know, up to, what, seven or eight people can play Chinese checkers. Great, great little game. Great conversation. Very great, easy to... Well, easy to get going. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Easy to understand. You sit around in a circle. There's no reason why you couldn't enjoy your sweet and sour while you play your Chinese checkers and then look over your shoulder and what's happening? Oh, game of AFL, you beauty. Common question. Does Rugby League care about bowel cancer? Rugby League recommends all Australians have regular bowel checks. All clubs have free bowel checking facilities available to club members, their families and friends. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, can I um, raise a couple of things? Uh, my knowledge of Chinese culture isn't great, but I know they have Chinese opera. Oh, yeah. And I'm just wondering if... I'm not sure how usually these go for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, brilliant acrobats, oh, yeah. uh, often incorporating, you know, in the pop operas. Yep. I'm just wondering if a troupe of acrobats could come and maybe do a display at half time oh, rather yeah. than the silly old kick to kick with the youngsters. Oh, not yeah. that I've got anything sure. wrong with the silly old kick to kick with the youngsters. Yes. But I think that on this occasion we could suspend that. Yes. And don't tell me that the Sydney cricket ground wouldn't lend itself to mm. some brilliant acrobatics sure. and aerial work. Yes. The other thing is um, the Forbidden City is a great icon of China, especially uh, Beijing. Mm. Now, I'm just wondering if it could be built out of uh, at halftime or before the game uh, by apprentices, you know, who'd be able to demonstrate. Obviously, throw, it couldn't throw, be it, throw it up. Yeah. And then take it down in 20 minutes. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. It wouldn't have to be, it would be to scale, obviously. It'd be a, a modest oh, size. Oh, it'd be a modest size. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, so, you know, take up most of the SCG sure. playing service. Yep. And just one final thing. I'm just wondering if Peking Duck could be served as part of the. Uh, uh, well, Peking Duck's day. very nice. Very nice. But mm. what, with an Australian twist? You mean with a bit of pineapple in it? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I think, too, HG, that uh, <clears throat> often you traditional Australian Chinese. Dinner, you'd finish with uh, lychees and ice cream. Yes. I'm wondering if pineapple <laughs> and ice cream could be the go. And do you think, I think that's an excellent idea, mm. and do you think that we should do some taste testing of places which, we, which the AFL would recommend you visit mm -hmm. uh, to get the full experience <coughs> of the pineapple and the ice cream or the pineapple in the Peking Duck, etc. Sure. So you might find somewhere in Springwood. For instance, in the Blue Mountains or oh, sure, in sure, Melanie. Oh, sure, 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 But why not Chinatown in, yeah, but in the city? Yeah, I, 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 I've got to be Surely honest. you can get some pineapple there. Well, I was going to say, I, I, the reason why I say that is they may be conservative. I don't want to offend yeah, well, sensibilities. Well, I have no idea. Isn't that where President Xi... Lunches he, when he's in town. Yeah, when he's in Australia. I, I think he... He's I, been here 50 times. Yeah, the golden century or whatever it's oh, called. No, that's shut, I think. Now. It's shut, is it? I think so. Right. I, well, I think that's where he used to 
eat. That was his... That was his go-to His cuisine for, of choice. Here, for yeah. pineapple. Yeah. I don't know if they do pineapple. I don't know. Well, they're bound to. I'd say they didn't if they're closed. <laughs> the thoughts of a rugby league toilet. A complex and ambitious work commissioned by Federal Arts Minister Tony Burke is scheduled to be presented by the SSO in concert with the Australian Ballet Company, the Sydney Theatre Company, Taronga Park Zoo and the National Rugby League at Stadium Australia. For details, visit the New South Wales Government website. Uh, Roy, last night, of course, Jared Croker's 300th game. Thoughts of Coach Stewart, Chairman Stewart. Oh, yes. A.K.A. the Angry Ant, A.K.A. Sticky, A.K.A. Carlos Smithson. Mm-hmm. It was a risk in leadership. This is, uh, Jared, of course, says skip down there. Magnificent job. It was a risk in leadership. You have to take a risk. These Muppets who have been bagging me, they're all guys who read about, read textbooks and talk about courageous leadership, man management, and they'll go out and talk at the corporate functions, but can't they can't execute it. Who's he but, talking about? Well, I'd love to know. I mean, is he talking about Gus Gould, mm-hmm. who probably does a few lunches? Is he talking about, um, you know, in the old days, somebody like Ray Rabbits Warren? Sure. You know, do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's I a don't bit know. Vague. I mean, it is. Who are who, who are the Muppets? And who's, who who have would, been critical of, of the what critical of Sticky, of Sticky? The, the Raiders, of of Jared Croker? Who they talk about courageous leadership? I mean, who would they be? I've no idea. Anyway, but but me... hang on, wasn't uh, didn't Jared Croker get sacked by Sticky there for a while? I think and he it did. took a delegation of the players to go and, say, to go and see Sticky at his own home and say, and say "Listen, stick. fella, yeah. we want Jared back in the team because he's the life, he's the heart and soul of this bloody team." I know. And if you don't recognise that as coach, then you're mate, a muppet. We've, we've got no, you're a muppet. Yeah. yeah, he's our spiritual leader. Yes. Now. Well, what's Sticky saying about it now? Well, hang on. Uh, these people go to talk at corporate functions, but they can't execute it. They are they are not people I want in my football team and they're not people I want in the trenches with me. Who the hell is he talking about? I don't know. You see, this Corporate is... lunches? Well, who, who has time? Don't you get time? your PWC types? Yeah, of course. Well, he's right there, I suppose. Or your rugby union types? Oh, yes. Well, he's right there, of course, as well. Now, another quote mm-hmm. before you have a go at it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is uh, Mariners coach Nick Montgomery, 6-1, they beat Melbourne City. Yes. You can't buy class. At the end of the day, mm. you can have as much money as you want, like Melbourne City, open brackets, close brackets, but you can't buy class, and these boys are class. That tonight, that uh, tonight, that performance, that was out of class against a very good Melbourne City team. We've got a lot of players in there with big hearts. This club is the smallest club with the biggest heart, and I thought you saw that tonight. Well, I think that's right. Excellent. I mean, it? you can say anything you like about the Mariners, but they've got class, haven't they? And they've got heart. <laughs> and you saw You can't it. take that away from them. No, no, that's and you right. You saw that writ large last weekend. It was incredible, wasn't incredible it? Incredible atmosphere. atmosphere. I've never seen Graham Park look better. Because it was played at uh, Combank Stadium. Combank Stadium. Yeah. But it had echoes of Graham Park, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I squinted. It made and me thought... realise what, what a great venue Graham Park is and how underutilised it is. For anything. And yeah, everything. for anything. Mm. Uh, of course, it was a great, um, 
a, a, a great occasion. And it was great to see, um, what would I call it, you know, real... A celebration of Australian football. Yeah. And the quality, yeah. the quality. The quality. Just yeah. the sheer quality. Yeah. I don't know if I've got a time. I really don't have a tough time to go through the, the people and, uh, you yeah. know, who did, you know, people like Nectar Triantis, the centre-back partner yes. to uh, Brian Kaltak. Yes. Um, you know, he spent years in the system at Sydney FC and the Wanderers was cons consistently overlooked mm. and played five minutes of senior football before the Mariners took a chance. Now he's been touted as a socceroo. Yes. Yeah, absolute class. <coughs> the other bloke is back row partner. I, I tell you what I, I, I was thinking when I watched that match, HG, is how much Rally Rasek would have enjoyed it. He would have loved it. He would have loved it. There's Rally. I mean, we haven't really had a chance to discuss Rally Rasek all that much, but what a fantastic bloke. In my view, the creator of the Socceroos. Oh, indeed. Indeed. The Didn't absolute in creator. Yeah. You know, took them to the World That's Cup. That's right. That's right. Now, I know I haven't got much and time. They said but... it would never happen. They'd say, you, Australians in the World Cup, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it did. Well, he believed. I yeah, know. The originals. The originals. Now, finally, but Brian Keltak, who I just mentioned, a towering defender from Vanuatu, who kept pushing through a decade of knockbacks in a bid to break into professional football, yeah. handsomely rewarded the team who took a finally a punt on him. I mean, that's what it's like up there in the in the Central Coast. And imagine what that vibe, that's that right. sort of situation could You've do. You've just got to arrive with the, at the Central Coast with a little bit of hope in your heart, and you get rewards. And you become class. And you become class. And that's it for Bludging on the Blind Side this week. Uh, enjoy uh, the um, ABC grandstand of coverage football right across the weekend. Long weekend, more time to enjoy rugby league. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. See you same time, same place. Remember the podcast. If you missed out on the last two hours, get them back. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.